everybody, welcome to Sunday service. Today is January 23rd, and today we have 200 people in the studio. There's only actually about eight of you guys here, but there's about 200 of you guys all over the house. We are inside the Sub 2 house here in Mesa, Arizona. We invited the Sub 2 students from all over Arizona. And actually, we had some people come in from Minnesota. We had some people come in from California. Pretty amazing. Thursday night, we decided to have a little party. And um, man, it turned into a lot bigger than what I thought. We originally thought we were going to have about 30, 40 people here, and it got big real fast. So tonight on Sunday service, guys, I get a common question all the time. That question is, Pace, how much should I pay for a sub two deal? Guys, good to see you. Dennis says he wishes he flew out. Bro, you'd have to have a stop in Texas or something. You're all the way out there in Jersey. Tanisha Epps, one of my favorite people in the entire world, by the way. Tanisha, I got to point out every single day. Where is that letter? I got a letter from Tanisha right here on my wall. You guys can see it. That's how much I love Tanisha Epps. If you guys don't know her, please make sure you DM her. Medium wave Dave in the house all the way from the East Coast. Um, bro, we ran out of food. That's the thing is I spent $1,500 on tacos and we ran out of food. That's how big of a party we have up there. So Dennis Yasko says he'll be there in three weeks. Love it. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. So tonight we're going to answer the question of how much should I pay for a sub two deal? And it, it's such an impossible question to answer, especially through an Instagram DM. And the reason why is check this out. I don't know who I'm talking to on an Instagram DM usually, right? I don't know if you have $5 in your account, $5,000 in your account, if you've done multiple deals, if you've never done a deal before, or even if you don't even know what title and escrow means, right? So the reason why we do Sunday services is so I can get a little bit more in depth on a topic to help you guys truly understand it. Um, I appreciate so many people. Oh, yes, Cody is coming. T-Town Supreme, yes, Cody's going to be here in a second. He's trying to figure it out like he usually does. Actually, you know what it is? Cody's peeing right now, like always. He is peeing. He'll be here in a couple of minutes. Um, so I have no idea. Are you somebody that's brand new? You've never even spoken to a seller and you're asking me, Pace, how much do I offer a seller on sub two? It is so challenging because I'm going to have a different answer as a different person when I buy that deal. It's kind of the same thing when I'm talking to a fix and flipper. If I talk to a fix and flipper that does all the work himself versus somebody who's outsourcing all their construction work, they're going, these two people are going to buy a deal at a different number. It's not always going to be the same thing. So the answer to your question, I'm going to sum it up really, really quickly. How much should I pay for a sub two deal or a seller finance deal? Very quick answer before we get into the hour and a half long answer. Very quick answer is what does your buyer say? Are you the buyer? Are, are you going to wholesale this to somebody else? Because your buyer is the person that determines the price. Your buyer is the person that determines the down payment. The buyer is the person that determines whether you should do a balloon payment or interest payout. What's up? You couldn't figure it out. Oh my gosh, guys. This knucklehead. Hey, every single freaking time. This this dude. Getting set up in Pace's like, third studio of the house. but This guy, guys. This guy. We're going to cut to a quick, just kidding, we're not. So I'm going to keep going. Um, so how much do I pay for a sub two deal? Cody, if somebody asks you a question right now, how much do you pay for a sub two deal? Is there a quick, clean cut answer or is it dependent on the person, dependent on the buyer, et cetera? So that's really dependent on the, the person. It's dependent on the, you know, you as the buyer and the situation of that particular deal. Because the first thing you have to do is understand what's going to be your exit strategy. Is mm. that deal going to be 
a Airbnb? Is that deal going to be a long-term rental? Is it going to be something you lease option? Is it something that you wrap? I mean, there's so many different ways to be able to look at one deal. So you really have to understand what you're trying to accomplish with that deal first before you then move forward with what you're going to pay for that deal. Make sure that when you plug that laptop back into where it was plugged into, you turn the Wi-Fi off so it goes only to the hardwire. Okay, Bobby will do all that. Bobster the lobster. Make sure you tell him that. All right, guys. So in order to buy a deal, a sub two deal, I'm going to break down a couple of deals tonight. One deal in particular out of Atlanta that I'm currently in escrow on. And I'm going to explain to you guys, it's a very, very high down payment. Okay. I'm going to explain to you guys why I bought that deal and why it is a good deal, even with a large down payment. At the end of the day, the buyer is the person that determines the strategy. The buyer is the person that determines the down payment. And the buyer is the person that determines what the terms are, right? All day long, oh my gosh, I've got this amazing recording right here. Check this out. Right here on this little hard drive, I have this amazing recording. I'll release it to you guys here in the next couple of days. The recording is of me talking to a seller. A seller is saying, Pace, I will pay you $10,000 to take my property subject to. They will pay me $10,000 to take the property subject to. And my answer was, no, you could not convince me to take this property. And the reason being is because the exit strategy on that property was undefined and unclear to me. There was no way for me to actually buy that deal and make any money. Okay. I couldn't cash flow. There was no upside on the appreciation. It was a dead deal for me. And so I told the seller, you should probably do a short sell, right? So let's go through and I'm going to break down a couple of things for you guys. So you can truly understand this. So when people say, hey, Pace, one, I want to send you a deal. I'm going to show you guys exactly where I will buy a deal and where I will not buy a deal. It's very simple. I made this little list this morning and I am non-negotiable on this because I people that send me deals in like, I don't know, Minnesota. Guys, I, don't, I want nothing to do with Minnesota. Um, nothing, not that I don't want to visit and hang out in Minnesota, but I just don't want to buy anything in Minnesota because that's not where I buy deals. I know exactly what I want in my life. And, um, this little list right here, you guys can see, I should make it a little bit bigger for you guys. Let's make this bigger. Let's make it bigger. Um, okay. Well, that's not going to work. All right. So here's the deal. In Arizona, we will buy anything cash or creative. Arizona is the only state in the union, in the whole United States, that we actually fix and flip. We don't do fix and flip in any other part of the country. Zero. Zilch. I don't want to do fix and flips anywhere else. We've done hundreds of fix and flips other places. One of my friends standing right next to me right now, Colby Wheeler, you can see him right here on the screen. Boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Colby Wheeler in the studio tonight. Um... He does fix and flips in Las Vegas. Colby, if somebody sent you a deal in Florida to fix and flip, would you want that deal? Absolutely not. And why is that? Resources? Stick to your bread and butter, guys. Once you figure out what you want in your fix and flip business, you just kind of repeat, okay? And the big challenge there is just now finding more deals. You know what you want. You have the resources. You have the contractors. You have the hard money costs or you have the hard money relationships, you have the title company, you have everybody lined in and you just want to throw gas on that fire, right? 
People send me cash deals all over the country all the time. I want to have nothing to do with those deals, except what I do is I screenshot them and then I email them to my students. Okay. So if you want people to do cash deals with you, I'm not your guy. I don't want to do cash deals with you. I want to do cash deals with people in Arizona or people that are marketing into Arizona. So if you live in Jersey, Jersey sucks. So if you're in Jersey and it's cold and you're like, I don't want to drive for dollars. I want to virtually drive for dollars in Arizona. Then by all means, I will buy a deal in Arizona. We'll partner together on the deal. That's the only place in the country I will do a cash deal. The only place. So if you need somebody to do a deal with you on cash, then go to the free creative finance Facebook group and find students of mine that are doing cash deals in those areas. We have 3,100 students as of right now inside of sub two that all want those deals from you. So go into the free creative finance with Pace Morby Facebook group. A lot of people are like, how do I get there? Well, guys, I'll show you exactly how to get there. Let's break that down. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash um, creative finance with Pace Morby. Okay, let's pull it up real quick. You guys can see exactly what it looks like. Bada bing, bada boom. Right there, we have 40,000 people in this group. Okay, here we are. Some of you guys might be watching right here. Um, look at this. This person just posted a couple of minutes ago. Hey, are there any builders, developers in the group? Please PM or drop your email. Um, here, I'll answer this guy right now on, on Sunday service. Yes, I will build in Arizona only. PM me if you find a deal. Okay, go into this Facebook group and get to know my students. If I were you guys, this is what I would do. I would say, hey, my name is Pace Morby and I'm looking for Pace Morby's students. I need help in blah, 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 okay? That's it, make the post, get to know people, reach out. People, um, sub two students will reach out and help you out, okay? So if you have a cash deal in anywhere but Arizona, please go to my students, don't come to me. Now, if it's a creative deal, I made my name in this little industry we call creative finance. I made my name by doing deals with people all over the country and helping them out with their deals. These are the places that I will buy creative deals. California, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Montana, Nevada, North Carolina. Nope, not South, South Carolina, guys. North Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and Wyoming, okay? What I'm going to do is I'm going to put these terms, this little sheet inside of that Facebook group so you guys can see exactly what we are looking for. I'd love to do deals with you guys. But again, I do not want to do deals with you guys in freaking North Dakota cash deals or even honestly Vegas. I wouldn't do a deal in Vegas. You know what I would do? I would send it to you. I would send it Mike, to, to Colby. What's up, dog? You yo, yo. What up? Holy bro. You look good. <laughs> it's you your house. So good. It's your house. That's the only reason why. It is, yes, it is my house. Um, all right, so guys, here's, here is my buy criteria. Okay. Let's Talking about where you want to buy and not want to buy deals. Where you and I want to buy deals, yep. Putting that in the free creative finance Facebook group so that people know exactly where to go. Let me show that to you guys real quick. 
you guys go there, you want to find deals, make sure you're networking in this Facebook group, okay? First and foremost, you want to find people to, to link in with. You want to find people that will help you in your local market. This is the one of the best Facebook groups um, in real estate ever, okay? So there we go. Now, Cody, would you buy a deal and hold it in your portfolio if it did not cash flow? Sub to seller finance. It depends. Oh, I love that. That is absolutely the right answer. Why does it depend and what does it depend on off the top of your head? I mean, the first initial thought is don't buy a deal that doesn't cash flow is if it's your first rental you're ever buying. But for us, where we already have a portfolio of properties, sometimes towards the end of the year, just to reduce some of our tax burden, we'll buy something that maybe doesn't cash flow, but it has great the principal pay down. It's in a great area. You know, it will appreciate. We don't buy for appreciation, but more for the tax purposes, the principal pay down, down the line. We hope rents increase, but generally I'm not going to buy something like that unless I'm really trying to just dig down the tax burden. That is a great answer. So sometimes as we get a little bit more experience in this game, guys, we will buy deals specifically because of the tax um, advantages. We also, where Cody, where do we make money on a creative finance deal besides cash flow? What are a couple of different ways we make money that you might not see in your bank account every month, but we are making money whether you see it or not? I mean, the first one is principal pay down. Oh my gosh. What does that mean? So whenever you get a loan, say you go to Bank of America, you get a 30-year loan for your house if say your payment's 1500 bucks a month, typically most of that payment is going to be going all to interest, but maybe a couple hundred dollars of that is going to principal. That's what that principal pay down is. So say if that $1,500 you're paying, a couple hundred bucks is going to principal. But as you get further into the loan, say seven or 10 years down the road, you're starting to pay more of that principal payment versus more in interest. And banks set it up that way so that they could be more profitable. Right. So I get my mortgage pay down, right? Yep. Even if I'm not cash flowing on a property, I get my mortgage pay down, I get my tax depreciation. Is there any other ways that I'm making money? Mortgage pay down, tax appreciation, depreciation, maybe? Appreciation. I would say appreciation, but it's not something people want to count on. Okay. Love it. So guys, there's more than one way to make money on a long-term property that you own. So when you're buying a, a, a sub two or a seller finance deal, the advantage there primarily is two things. Number one, I don't have to use my credit. I don't have to use my credentials. I don't have to have a W-2. I don't have to go through a traditional bank, right? So a sub two and seller finance advantage is not going through a traditional bank. The other advantage should be, now pay attention. This is critical for you guys to understand the biggest advantage for sub two and seller finance deals is that it gives me the opportunity to negotiate a lower cost to get into a deal. Okay. So if I'm going and getting a bank loan and the bank wants 20% down, there's a lot of people trying to break into real estate that are like, I don't have 20% down. I don't have 10% down. Heck, I don't have 5% down. And so sub two seller finance um, gives you the ability to put very, very little money down. Okay, there's a deal that Cody and I are currently buying in Utah that will require no money out of our pocket. There's a deal in Atlanta that will require $0 out of our pocket. 
And that's the deal that we're going to break down tonight for you guys. So you guys can see exactly what it is. So there we are. Jared Frankham says he's obviously watched the training in sub two. The five ways you make money on a, on a deal is cash flow, depreciation, equity gain, or um, that's obviously appreciation. Or I'm sorry, not appreciation. That's mortgage pay down, then appreciation, and then leverage. Cody, what would be leverage as we gain more and more equity in a property? How can I leverage that to do something else? Ooh, I love that. Um, cash out refis. Have I mean, we done any recently? Huh? Have we done any recently? We're about to do a big one. Uh, so this property on Colorado Street, this very small two bed, one bath house. We owe like a hundred grand on it. We're going to be starting the renovation to turn that into a four, two house. And then we're also going to build a back unit on it using private money. And then once we complete that, we'll be into it probably about 300 grand. And then it'll be worth about 550. We're going to be able to cash out refi have a brand new property that's going to cash flow way better than the two one was itself. And we're going to pull a chunk of cash out that we'll then use to buy another property. Do you remember how I structured that deal when we bought it from the seller? Yes. Great. What's deal. top of your head? What's the hit? What's the po uh, big points on that one? Yeah. So the top of the head bought it for 135,000, 10,000 down there's 125,000 left to pay the seller. The seller had a loan on it for about 65,000. So we took that subject to, and for the remaining balance, we just created a seller finance note. At what so basically, percentage? What interest rate? 0%. Principal That's impossible. only payments. That's impossible. <laughs> Great deal. That's that why we only deal. owe like a hundred thousand on it. So we owe a hundred thousand dollars on that deal because it's been we've owned it for like maybe three years to a yep. couple of years. And the seller finance portion of it, because there's no interest, we're just hammering down that principal every single month, right? Yeah, we're paying like seven hundred dollars a month in principal. Every What's the address on the month? house? Five three seven North Colorado Street. Five three seven North Colorado. That uh Martin was the name of the seller. Yeah. Great deal. That was a great deal. You know where we, you know how much we paid to get that deal? I think we paid a uh someone like 2500 bucks or 5 grand. Holy crap, bro. Look at this. Oh my gosh. This is this what a what a great deal. Look how baller we are. Look we're so baller, bro. <laughs> Hold on, let me pull this up just real quick. Um so this property, everybody, at the time, you know what's funny at the time, the agent who was representing this guy was like, this is a bad deal. I can get you $140,000. And Martin's like, no, I like these guys, blah, 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 blah. We bought it for $135,000 on paper. Okay. So we put, I think, roughly 8% down. We got it from a wholesaler who was like, this guy wants too much money. Mm -hmm. He wants too much money. It's only worth like 120 and he wants 135. And I was yep. like, I'll give him 135 as long as he gives us 0% seller finance. And so, guys, this goes back to, like, how much should I pay for a sub two deal? Well, it depends. Look, I mean, we were able to get the seller to finance a portion of his equity at 0%. So if you look at this, in less than two years, we made $165,000 in appreciation. That, that 
dominates the cash flow that we made. I don't even know what we, what do we make on cash flow on that every month? I mean, as of right now, it's like 400 bucks a month. So it's not a crazy great cash flow deal. Hold on a second. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's break that down real quick before we go any further. I want to make sure we understand that. So $400 a month and we've owned it for 24 months. Yeah. Cody, pull out your Android real quick. 20, you got 24 months, right? Yeah. At $400 a month, we made how much? What's our total $9,600 in cash flow. How much in appreciation did we make? A lot. We made $165,000 in appreciation and $9,600 in cash flow. So what people are missing in this, in this world is they think everything is about cash flow. Okay? You forgot when something you, else. The principal um, pay down. Of how much did we pay down on the principal on that time? Not including the, the subject to loan. We paid down $16,800 in principal payments. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we've basically built wealth. Who paid that $16,000 down for us? The tenant. Okay. So our tenant, guys, check, look at this freaking thing. And, and um, we bought it for $165, which means we got how no, much? $135. Money? We bought it for $135. Oh my gosh. That's what we made. We made $165. Yep. How much in depreciation did we take? What was our tax credit on that for year one at $135? See. Come on, man. Make your Android work harder. Freaking slow, dog. Like what? Like 15, 20,000? Okay. So we saved basically $15,000 in taxes. Okay. That was savings. This is not, we did not earn this, but we kept this in our pocket. The tax advantages on this one little deal that nobody else wanted. Okay. Nobody else wanted this. We saved $15,000 in taxes, which is sick. Look at that. The tax man couldn't touch our money. Okay. Then we made in cash flow. I kind of embarrassed. Like, this is what everybody thinks we're buying properties for is cash flow. When you're brand new, that's all you should care about is cash flow because you need money coming in the bank. But guys, look at the freaking wealth builder right here. This is the wealth builder. We made $165,000 in growth. The property is now worth $165,000 more than what we bought it for. Plus, our tenants built our wealth overnight by paying down our debt. Our tenants paid that debt down for us. So all in all, in 24 months, C Cody, pull out that Android. Let's add this all up. What should the Android say? Man, those Androids are looking more and more like iPhones every single day. This is crazy. Oh, Aaron Leitz has got a, a, an Android right in front of me. <laughs> what am I doing? Add up uh, all the numbers on my screen, dog. Come on. All right. Gone. And what's funny, $205,600. We made $205,600 on one property in 24 months. On a junkie two bed, one bath house. On a property nobody else wanted. Guys, thank you. We got 525 people watching live tonight. Thank you so much. We've got a couple of uh, different YouTube channels. And we've got a Facebook group we are streaming on. Collectively, we've got 525 of you here. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. So this one little property made us how much, Cody? $205,600. Okay. So when we originally bought that deal, our reasoning behind buying it was 
because it cash flowed $400 a month. Maybe. We weren't really excited about the $400 a month. You know what we were excited about is we were excited about the fact that the 0% seller finance was going, sorry guys, that's a taco burp, just FYI. Just to give you guys context, we are eating, oh, Cody's eating that. Mexican Coke. Mexican Coke, bro. Cocaine. Okay. David DeMarco says, how do you pay off private lenders? I don't know. Maybe with the $205,000 we made. Um, right. So when we originally bought that deal, we bought it primarily because it cash flowed $400 after all expenses, everything cash flowed $400. Yep. The thing that really got us excited was the terms of the way it was structured, right? Yours truly pace. This was back when I was going on appointments, um, and locking up all the deals. Um, I'm the one that structured that deal and got Martine across the finish line on that. Um, and that has made us $205,000 on one property in one year. Now, Cody, now that they understand what that property address was, what we've made, um, just in case, guys, you know, we, we just want to always show proof of any, anything we ever talk about. Let's pull this up one more time. We bought this property on... So it's been 26 months. I'm sorry, guys. Yep. I lied. 26 months. Look at this piece of shit. Sorry <laughs> if there's any kids in here. This thing is a turd, man. It's in a, it's a turd. It's a two-bed, one-bath. We made $205,000 on a two-bed, one-bath, 896 square feet. Yep. You know what's interesting? Hey, did any of you guys meet Dave Byarski, the, the seller that was here? Did you guys meet him? So we have a party here. Cody, did you meet Dave Byarski? Yeah, yeah. No, he came up to me. He's like, you guys are awesome. This house is great. Sub two. Sub two. Okay, so for a lot of people that don't know this, um, uh, the Sterling property that I bring up a lot, I lived in this property. So this property was actually bought from Dave. And look at this right here. Same time frame. Same month. Look at this. Same month. Okay, guys? Same exact month. In fact, like 13 days apart from each other, we bought a couple of guys. You think we do this business or what? Okay. So we made $205,000 on Colorado and on Sterling. Let me tell you what we made on Sterling. Okay. Let me break that down for you. Just real freaking quick. Sterling was purchased for $372,788. And... <clears throat> We have now appreciation of 226, holy shiznit, $229,000 just in appreciation on Sterling, $229,000, okay? So we made 229000 bucks in appreciation, so that's good. We can't count on that. But here's what we've made in cash flow on the deal. We've owned the property and it's been cash flowing for one year. Now, why has it only been cash flowing for one year, Cody? You were living in it before. Wait, can you? I, I didn't know you could live in a sub two deal. I've lived in one. Really? Have you made love in a sub two? That's the question. Yes. Okay. More than once, though? A few times. Okay, I love it. Okay, so guys, not only can you own a sub two, but you can make love in a sub two and even make babies in a sub two. So there's multiple benefits, but we're going to talk to you about the financial benefits of owning a sub two. So on Sterling, the seller, uh, Dave Byarski, who you met tonight, Cody, 
he's the one that actually created the sub two logo, which is dope. Um, and then he also, how much did I pay him? Do you remember this story? I don't remember how much you paid him. 2,500 bucks. Amazing. Have you ever seen somebody so happy for our success than that guy? No, he's happier than the other people that benefited financially and more. I know. He just is so happy to be a part of it. He's the guy that created the logo because he, we sub two, like really helped him move on. He was in the middle of buying a brand new property. Anyway, so we made $229,000 in appreciation, but the property is now cash flowed $36,000 in a 12 month time frame. Why would that be the case, Cody? Why is it so high? What the, uh, the amount that you've, oh, the, the Airbnb. There you go. So guys, uh, cash flow is de de determined by the exit strategy, right? Is it a traditional rental? Is it a, um, is it an Airbnb? Is it maybe corporate housing? Is it section eight, right? The exit strategy is what determined that. So $36,000 in cash flow. Then the property has paid down. This was the great part about Dave's loan is that his loan was 17 years old when I took it over. Okay. So, so I've paid down 20, I think last time I checked, I paid down $23,000 in principal. So that's more money there. Then when we bought the property, we bought it for 372. So I think we got about a $75,000 tax credit on that one property. Guys, look at this one deal, 229, 36. So we're, let's say 270, 80, 90, basically $300,000 and some change. Okay, on one stinking deal that we paid 2,500 bucks for. Those are like slam dunks, okay? Now, between those two deals, Colorado and Sterling, just two deals, we made half a million dollars on two houses. Half a million dollars in two houses. The great yep. thing is the majority of the money that's sitting in that property or the majority we made on, on that property is still sitting there. So what are we going to do on Colorado, Cody? Walk, I actually have no clue what you're doing there. So I'd love to hear it. Like this is, guys, you think this is a podcast. This is actually the only way I can sync up with my partner. Okay. I was actually going to tell you about it. So this is better time than any. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny, guys, is that Sunday service started, Cody and I, um, having these partnership meetings about two and a half years ago going, man, we got to get, we got to sync up. We got to have these partnership meetings. I'm like, bro, I'm too busy unless we can create content and do the partnership meeting at the same time. And so Cody and I used to do Sunday service as a free call in 1-800. What was it called? 1-800-free-conference-call-hd.com. Free-conference-call-hd.com. Hey guys, listen to Cody Barton and Pace Morby share their thoughts on their active deals. And then it evolved into StreamYard. And here we are now with 500 plus people watching us live. So guys, thank you so much. So what are you going to do on um, this deal? So I want to hear your thoughts because this is what I'm thinking. Is it, so is, are my thoughts going to change anything that you're going to do? It might. I, I just want to know like what you're <laughs> thinking. So, okay. We haven't even gotten an estimate on how much it's going to cost to do all this, but there is an identical comp that was the same size as our property, a two one 900 square feet. They turned the front house into a 4-2. Okay. And then they built a back 1-1 one, one casita. And then they sold it for 550. So what I'm thinking is we do the exact same thing, but don't sell it. Turn the front and the back into Airbnbs. 
the back unit probably make two grand a month front unit 2500 three grand a month conservatively our okay. debt on it probably to 2500 a month 2200 a month so what i heard because i tuned you out for a little bit i couldn't stop thinking about that really good looking android you have but i what i'm hearing is that you're gonna do some renovation on this thing and turn it into two different airbnbs yeah just like we have on lemon and 17th so you're going to build an adu or an additional dwelling yep. unit on the back yep how is that even possible I don't know. Does Your construction team knows how to do it. Is it. Does it have a big lot? Do we have enough space for it? Yeah, it's a big lot. There's a good size behind it. Isn't it interesting that there's a two-bed, one-bath on this teeny little lot? Yeah, even, I mean, we got to see if we could fit it. I think we can. Oh, my gosh. This is, guys, this is me in front of the house closing the deal. You guys see me on my bike? <laughs> I, this was back when I was biking for dollars. <laughs> Yeah, so no, that's it there. This the is left. an active deal, drug deal going on, guys. You can tell oh my this God. is a drug deal because that's yeah. <laughs> and by the way, why park your BMW on a driveway when you could park it directly in the muddy dirt? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so that tells you guys we made two hundred and five thousand dollars already on this hunk of junk that drug deals are happening in front of. Um, so let's 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 come out on this thing and let's look at, um, let's have you tell me what we're doing, not street view. I want to do, ooh. I'll pull oh, up the is, lot size too. How can I do that here? Do you know how to do that? Do you know anything about this? I don't know on Google Earth. Do you know anything about technology, bro? Not really. Okay, um, here we go. Let's pull this bad boy up. 537. Oh, look at this. That's I see what you're doing. So you got this. Yeah, see so how big area. that is? Yeah, that's tasty. My God. Yeah, so the lot size is 7,500 square feet. So the property is here. This is yep. where the drug deal is going. Can you guys see all the, the paraphernalia? Do you guys think there's any driving for dollars opportunities in this neighborhood, by the way? <laughs> there's a lot. Oh, my gosh. People go, where can I get a deal? I don't know. Call my drug dealer neighbor and ask him if he'd sell his stuff. So this property right here, you are going to essentially create a, an additional dwelling unit or a, an addition. Is it yep. going to be a, what's the bed bath count on that addition? On the addition, we're thinking either a studio or a one, one, depending on how big we can go. One, one dog. Yeah. If we could fit a one, one back there, that'd be great. And then turn the two, one house into either a three, two or a four, two. Okay, so we don't even, this is the interesting thing. I really want to talk to the audience about this is that you get questions like, look at Cody just freaking having a great time with that Coke, bro. Are you living your best life right now? I'm living my best life. You have it freezing up here. So that's my only complaint. Oh, really? Well, you, I watched you give your girlfriend your jacket. That was a bad move. Oh, put your jacket on, dude. The audience will understand. Okay, so when you're brand new, this is what you worry about. This is what's so ironic. Pay attention to this, everybody. You're brand new, you go, okay, so let's say I don't have the $10,000 to get the deal done, right? Because that cost us to get that deal done originally on Colorado. We spent $10,000 on giving the seller a down payment. 
we gave a wholesaler 2500 bucks. You know who we gave that $2,500 to? Can't remember his name, but I know exactly his face. I, you know who he worked for? He worked for Brian Appleis and Cody Sperber. Cody Sperber, who I was just with yesterday. So um, we buy this deal. We give these guys 2500 bucks. I give a wholesaler $2,500 so Cody and I could go make $205,000. Thank you, Mr. Cody Sperber. I'm going to have the team chop out that one clip and send that over <laughs> to him. Okay, so $10,000 to the wholesaler, $2,500. No, I'm sorry, $2,500 to the wholesaler, $10,000 to the seller. Closing costs of, let's say, another $2,500. Okay, so we're all, in, all into this thing, $15,000. If you're brand new and you have no money in your pocket, what are you thinking right now, Cody? Sell it to us or somebody else. Okay, so I get it under contract and I go, I need to assign this to somebody else, right? But what if I hate my nine to five job and I know wholesaling is not the answer, even though YouTube tells me the answer to real estate is wholesaling? What if I want to keep this asset and hold it in my own portfolio? I want this to be my first deal. What do I have to do to get, how do I fund that $15,000? I mean, 15,000 isn't a huge amount. So either getting a private lender to either, give it, you know, give it to you in an equity position where they get involved in the deal. That's worst case scenario. Or you just spoke, cards. you just spoke hieroglyphics to a brand new person. Yeah, that's true. Get, use a credit card could be one, a Ooh, 0% interest credit where, card. How do I do that, bro? How do I do that? I mean, you could use a 0% interest credit card and create an invoice for a company that you own and pay yourself for it. And okay, use so that I go money to, plas to plastique.com, yeah, P-L-A-S-T-I-C, plastique.com, right? Yep. I go to plastique.com. I swipe my mom's credit card. The credit card sends me a check for $15,000, okay? Yep. Um, that's one way to do it. Another way to do it is get a friend, a family member, something like that, that gives you the $15,000 as a loan, Okay. They give you a loan for that $15,000 and let's say they charge you 10% or 12% interest and you pay them $150 a month. That's actually what we did. Did we? Yeah. We have yeah, we we're paying 10% on 15,000 still to the state. Who's our lender on that? Desiree. Oh. <laughs> That's our lender? Yeah. Do you guys you have any idea who Desiree is? She's a seller who sold her property to us on mine and Cody's first deal together. She made a hundred. I should call Desiree. Should we call Desiree? Hey, Desiree has been amazing because of all the things that we were able to do to help her change her life. But we've made half a million dollars recycling her money through deals. Half a million? At least. <laughs> I'm going to call her right now. 7.40 at night on a Sunday. She's like, what's wrong? What's like, going on with my money? <laughs> she's like, Pace is on a podcast. I know it. He's he's going to call me. Hello? Hey, where are you driving to? Where am I driving? I'm driving home. From work? <laughs> no, from um, where are we at? San Diego. No, LA. You're with the whole family? Yeah. We love you guys. Cody and I are together just talking about you. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to call Desiree and tell her I love her. That's funny. You must have, um, you must have been my mind. Me thinking about you must have made you think about me because over the weekend, I was looking at you and Laura's uh, TikToks and I was dying laughing. 
Yeah. We so should. Hey, can, can we make a TikTok, TikTok together? Oh my god, that'll be funny. Okay. I'm not good at TikToks. I can't believe Laura can do them. Let, like, are, do you have the day off tomorrow? Do you have the day off tomorrow? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm gonna text you tomorrow. We're gonna get together and do a TikTok. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, All right, then. Are you happy to get our, our your check from us every single month? Just so you know, Cody and I love you more than all uh, anybody. You're the best. Anybody? That's so awesome. This is the first deal together. Weeks ago, no, maybe about a month ago, I was like, you know what? I wanted to tell him, like, I need to do something. I want to do something. I want to do more. I want to do something. Like, I don't know if I, I was on a buyer's market right now, but I need to do, I just want to do something. We need Des- to Desiree, out. it's always a buyer's market when you're a good buyer. Well, I'm a great buyer. I know. We'll show. We'll show you. Let's do some stuff together. Let's get you guys another uh, property. Yeah, that's what I want to do for sure. Tell your husband I said hi. Peace says hi. Peace says hi. He said thumbs up. He's like, who's he's Pace? Dri- no, he's <laughs> driving. I got him driving. Kids are asleep in the back. They got school tomorrow. We're on a mission. We gotta get home. Love it. Well, I'm gonna text you tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yes. Okay. Do so. Bye. All right. Bye. You know what's amazing about that relationship? People are like, where do you find private lenders? I'm like, call a damn seller. <laughs> she sold Cody and I, I, our first deal that Cody and I did together. Here's how it started. Cody reaches out to me on a podcast, on Steve Trang's podcast. And he goes, hey, literally, by the way, this is a whole, that's a whole podcast by itself. Is just talking about bringing value to people, right? Cody brought value to me. He goes, hey, I can generate leads, but I, I'm not really the greatest closer. And I go, Put your money where your mouth is. And so we met at McDonald's and I go, open up that fancy Android laptop of yours and show me your leads. Do you really have leads? <laughs> Any I remember leads, <laughs> we called we called Desiree first and Michael Kafka second. Michael Kafka. What a what an interesting situation that was. So um Desiree sells her house to us. It had heroin needles in it. A lot of them. A lot of them. What was the address on that house? Wolf Street. I don't remember the whole address. Okay, it was Wolf, like seven Wolf something Wolf Street. So we buy the deal for, do we buy it for 100 or 110? We got it at 105. She made us go up in price to like 110. And then wow. we each made 10 assigning it. I, ca- I always tell people I'm the greatest closer, but I had a seller at, had me go up $5,000. How, how big of a piece of crap I am. So we go from 105 to 110. Cody, this was before Cody and I were partners. So I got the contract signed or locked up. I dispoed it for 130. Cody made 10. I made 10. Right? Yep. Okay. So after we figured out what we were doing with that deal, I called Desiree and Cody, what did I ask Desiree? What are you gonna do with all this money? Something like that. Yeah, what are you gonna do with all that money? She's like, I don't know. I'm gonna buy a car and do it this. And I'm like, Desiree, how about we pay you a monthly payment every month that will pay your car payment for the rest of your life? You can buy any car you want for the rest of your life for free with this money. She's like, really? And she goes, how? And I go, invest in mine and Cody's deals. And you know, do you remember where I took her? Michael Kafka's appointments. Yes. We went there together and there was I like literally, the old I, lady. Cody had yeah. like four hot leads. The first lead, I closed Desiree. We get her into a contract. She, I We convince her to lend money to us. And she goes, show me one of these deals. And I go, I've got an appointment with a seller right now. So literally the next lead out of Cody's leads, 
I take her to Michael Kafka's appointment with us and we show her the business. She's like, this is exciting. And I go, yeah, we're, you know, you're basically, you're a distressed seller. That's what we're doing. She's like, that really? Am I a distressed seller? I go, yes, you are a distressed seller, Desiree. So we end up getting her $110,000. She ends up investing. How many, uh, how many deals is she involved in right now? She's in three deals right now, but since we've had access to her capital, I mean, just putting them in deals, not like in our pocket, uh, six or seven different deals. How much money have we made on her $110,000? That's actually put cash into our pocket, $150,000 and actually cash into our pocket. And then multiple deals that have $400,000 plus equity in them. Isn't that amazing? We borrowed $110,000 from one of our sellers who we also made $20,000 assigning their property. We took that $110,000, we've bought six or seven deals with it, and collectively we've made half a million dollars in a 30-month time frame. And, and more is rolling. And that's what people have to get is like, if you just start rolling into more properties, like Mercury Street, that Chandler deal that we had, yeah. she funded that one. We made almost a hundred grand selling that deal. Did and I then get we paid rolled on that? that into three more rentals. Did I get paid on Mercury? No, we bought more rentals. Damn. That's <laughs> the problem, guys. With buying buying, we buy too much real estate. I rarely see a check. It's like, hey, Pace, we made 300 grand. But I go, sweet. I'm gonna get a new Prius with a sunroof. Cody's like, not so quick, bro. You need we're gonna roll it into more rentals. So Desiree is a seller. She yeah. sold her property to us. We still have her $110,000. She goes and brags to all her friends. Look how rich I am. I make this money from these guys, blah, 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 blah. And she's now, now tomorrow I'm going to make a TikTok with her. <laughs> and y'all are too busy wondering how this business works. Guys, just be friends with everybody. Literally, our seller, Dave Byarski, was upstairs hanging out with all the students. And he's just like, I love this. Sub two for life. This is great. Desiree call seven o'clock, eight o'clock on a Sunday night, picks up the phone. She doesn't click. She doesn't dodge my call. She picks up the phone. I haven't talked to her in six months. It's about building relationships and solving problems. That's what this whole entire business is about. So when people are like, I'm struggling, I'm this, I don't understand. It's like, you're not solving enough problems and you're not developing enough, enough relationships. That's it. That's all it comes down to. We are friends with our sellers to the point where I don't even know how much money we have in private capital from sellers, but it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot, guys. So let's say on this Colorado deal, we have her money in that deal. How much? We only have 15,000 of her money in that. Okay, so we have $15,000 of money in that. Cody, could we at any point have paid that $15,000 off? Yeah. But then I'd so, have to figure out where to put that 15000 because she wants it to keep working. <laughs> what's the problem with just paying off the, the lender? The lender needs to get put into another deal. Or the lender will get their money back and they will immediately go put their money with somebody else. Yep. Gosh, that's a whole that's a whole mental thing that a lot of people never talk about is like how we will keep our lenders money just so they don't put it into somebody else's deal. Even when we have the ability to pay that lender off. Because the yep. lenders, do they want their money back, Cody, or do they want no. their money making them money? They want to know they can get it back, but they don't want it back. Right. So like when when was the last email we got from what's her name? Desiree or Rita? Rita. I should call Rita. Rita was another seller. I see if Rita would answer her phone. Let's let's call Rita. She sent she sends a, an email to us the other day and she says, um, 
this was January 10th. This is literally 20 or 13 days ago. She says, Oh my goodness, Cody tears are budding. I cannot thank you enough. She just talks about, I love, love, love this team. This is a seller who lo loaned her money to us. Let me call Rita. I bet she's asleep. <laughs> she, I'm not going to tell her she's on a podcast right now. Yeah, we have Eldorado refinancing her funds out of that. I think it maybe tomorrow, sometime this week. Yeah. I haven't called. I haven't talked to Rita myself. Like all we've done is emailed or texted. I haven't talked to her in like maybe over a year. Over under on her answering. No go. Dang it. She's Hi, this is Rita. Dang it. Guys, you know how Cody, you do you remember how I got Rita? Yeah, she was a seller that you convince not to sell. Interesting. Turn of events. I remember exactly where I was standing. We were at a water park and I get this call from this girl. Check. Oh, my, did you let me tell you this quick story. So Ramon Martinez calls me up from Wholesale Dispo Sharks Incorporated, LLC. <laughs> okay. Ramon calls me up and this was back in the time frame when Sage and I owned a couple of um, assisted living buildings together. And so we were cruising around together. Ramon calls me and goes, we've got this lady. She's getting foreclosed on. I don't know what I'm doing. Please come help me. And I go, no problem. So we go over there. We help this lady. I don't remember her name. Let's say her name is Tanya. In fact, it might be Tanya. In, in, in fact, it is guys. It is Tanya. So he goes, I've got this lady. So Sage and I drive over to the property. I help her postpone her foreclosure. So Ramon could buy the property and Ramon is like, how can I ever repay you? I go, don't repay me. R help other people. Like, go pay it forward. That was my answer to him. He's like, oh, my gosh. He goes off. He makes, he makes $50,000 on this deal. You and I never made any money on this deal, Cody. But here's what happens. Tanya's coworker was who? Rita. Rita. So Rita calls me like two, three months later, and she says, Hey, my name is Rita. You know, I'm getting older. My financial advisor is telling me I should get rid of my property that, that's on a second floor and go down to a first floor and I should sell everything I have and just put it into annuities. And I was like, Rita, whoever that financial advisor is, I don't know who you are, Rita, but you definitely should not sell that property. What's going on? How much money has your financial advisor made you in the last 20 years? She told me the number. It was like $18,000. I was like, Rita. My, oh my gosh, like my, my 14 year old child makes more money than that. Like just doing household chores, like your financial advisor is not doing you any um, favors. So I got on the phone with her financial advisor and I asked her financial advisor two questions. I said, how much money have you made Rita? The financial advisor then says, I don't see how that's any business of yours. Okay. So Rita goes, I give Pace permission to ask this question. This is after 18 years, by the way, because I had, I had obliterated her financial advisor. So that was the first question, and she didn't want to answer it. And then the second question I asked is, I said, what will Rita's quality of life be once she retires based on the money you've made her? And she then clicked, she hung up the phone. 
She wrote Rita a message. She says, I refuse to talk to this person, blah, 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 blah. Do you know who I had Rita talk to in order for Rita to feel comfortable investing with us? Was it Desiree? It was Desiree. Yeah. I said, call Desiree. Tell me, ask Desiree if I'm legit. And she's like, oh my gosh. So what we did, what we did, it's a very interesting structure we did with Rita because what we wanted to do, I would never do this for anybody else. And I almost don't want to even say it out loud because some knucklehead's gonna email me and go, I want that deal. Yeah. Um this is guy, more of like uh she's we just 70 really loves she's, Rita. We love Rita. She we have a very specific deal with her. It's very interesting. And what what's her deal? I I hate the deal, but I love Rita. We pay her twenty five hundred dollars on her fifty sixty thousand that she'll put into a deal. Okay, so we have a limit of ninety days. So when we originally set up this relationship with Rita, she says, "I only want my money out for ninety days because I'm deathly afraid and all that yeah. kind of stuff." And so what we did is we, I go, Rita, we want to take care of you. I want to put you in a position where you can actually retire. And I want you to refer all your friends to us, private money. And I want to show you how badass we are. Okay. So she sends, she goes, I have 60, $70,000. I'm comfortable investing. And I go, okay, every time you fund a deal for us, doesn't matter if it's 30, doesn't matter if it's 20, doesn't matter if it's 50, doesn't matter if it's 60. Every time you fund one deal for us, we will limit our um, your exposure to 90 days. So you only have 90 days, we'll pay you back. So she, we're not using her really on sub two and seller finance deals. We're using her on short-term fix and flips, right? So we pay her $2,500 flat fee. Literally have never done this for anybody else no. and would never do it for anybody else. However, I think that there's something to be said about like, Rita has nobody, no grandkids. She has nobody else that's helping her out. Literally, Cody and I are the reason why this lady is going to be able to retire. And when you guys look on our YouTube channel, um, it, it says right underneath uh, my name, it says do dope shit. And when you have the ability to completely obliterate a financial advisor and actually help somebody really retire, and every time you get an email from her, she's like, I'm crying. I love you. You guys have changed my life. This is years later. Let me show this to you guys. This is the purpose of this business. It, the purpose of the business is, again, building relationships and solving people's problems. Check this out. Um, I asked her, by the way, I go, can we do a TikTok together? She's like, I will not go on camera with you. She's like, not it. <laughs> She's not about that life. <laughs> um, so she says, oh yeah, she says right here, I don't photograph well. I think I look better. I, look, I think I look better until I see the reflection of myself. <laughs> but check this out, everybody. Um, she sends an email to everybody on the team. I have not talked to Rita in a long time other than email. But she says, oh my gosh, goodness, Cody, tears are budding. Thank you so much for the double bonus and your reassurance that all is well. I cannot thank you guys enough. Um, thank you so much. Love, love, love this team. Guys, we make her, brace yourself. She makes 10 times more money with us as a private lender than she did with her financial advisor. 10 times more. Okay. So um, that lender on that deal, Colorado Street, the $15,000, here we are. Guys, Cody's wearing a jacket. I know how much that jacket costs. I almost I want, I want to hesitate to tell you how much it is. But that jacket is a $1,000 jacket, okay? My hoodie is only $12, just so you guys know, okay? 
Do you think we have the financial ability to pay that lender Desiree off? Cody, do we have the ability right now to stroke a check for that money? Yes. Is that how the game works? No. No, that is not how the game works. The lender, by the way, I have that same jacket, so don't think Cody's the only one that spends money. It's the greatest jacket on planet Earth, by the way. This thing is awesome. It's so good. It's bulletproof, just FYI, okay? It's, um, so the point of a lender on a deal like Colorado Street is you don't pay them off as long as the lender wants to stay in the deal. And do we really have any lenders, Cody, that want to be paid back their money? No. Though they, as soon as they get it paid back, shout out Debbie. She was just texting Debbie's me. Debbie's actually she's, in the house right now. Yeah, she's somewhere in the house. But as soon as she got her money back on the last flip, like two weeks ago, she's like, what's the next deal? And I'm like, <laughs> that, that's like the, that becomes the challenge is like just trying to make sure that we have the lenders that we have, just always keeping them in deals because they want it to continue working for them. Okay, so what we would do, this is what happens when you're brand new. You go, where does this money come from? I just answered where that money came from. Literally two of our lenders came from sellers, okay? We are actively doing this business and actively asking the questions, where did I find my lender is by doing the business. There's no lender tree, right? <laughs> I can't just go down and pull a, a, a lender off of a tree. Like, guys, you have to be in the business. Let's go. Let's have these conversations, right? So we still owe her 15 grand on Colorado. You are going to go spend money to go build an additional building in the back of Colorado. Where are you going to get that money from, Cody? Private lender. Who? There's a couple in mind. I mean, that's depends how much on how we, much, how much do we need. I'll tell you who it is. You tell me how much you think it's going to cost to turn the 2-1 to a 4-2 and then to build a one, one in the back construction wise, and then put a block cinder, cinder block wall around the whole property. 135 grand. That cheap. Yeah. All right. So 160 when we find stuff that goes wrong. <laughs> Everybody's everybody in the studio right now is laughing about your joke right there. <laughs> Freaking Cody's got jokes. Okay, so $160,000. Where are we coming up with that money? Debbie? No, I don't think Debbie. Because um, we have her money working on other projects. There's two newer lenders. I have, that I I have a lender that emailed me today. Yatung. I have a, a lender, Yatung. Y-A-T-A-N-G, Yatung. And how, how long much do you think that project will be? A year. I think it's like a year. That's yeah. a year. Permits, Ch city, yeah. city of Chandler, it's a permit. Yeah. Can we rent out the front unit while we build the back unit? We can. Not a bad idea. Okay, so right now we're into the property 165. We then go and No, we're into another... the property right now with all the debt we have on it, probably about 115. Okay, so we're into it 115. We go add another lender at 165 to build that other deal. What would you, how could you refinance it and who who do you use to refinance? So 165 into it plus the 115, we'd be into it at 280. Mm -hmm. It'd be then worth about 550. And then we'd go get a loan with myinvestorloan.com. And would they pay so they would pay off Martin, this is the craziest thing. People just don't even understand how dope we are. We, bro, we are so sick. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody does what we do. 
We have an underlying sub two deal from Martine. We have an underlying seller finance at 0%. We have Desiree at $15,000. And then we're going to bring in another lender, $165,000. And who's going to pay off all four of those loans? Myinvestorloan.com. That's insane. And we'll get a nice payday when we refi. I feel like we're not even really living real life. I kind of feel like we're in a video game. Like all this is is a game. And we got the cheat code. Like that's so dope. So we're going to we're going to be into it how much? 280? 280. And then we're going to it's going to be worth 500, like 550. Okay, so 550. How much will my investor loan give us as a loan, as a loan? I mean, we can go up to 80% loan to value. But so we'll we actually be able to pull out $100,000. Yeah. That's why um, I want to do okay. this. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Let's, I want, let me break this down for everybody. So we get a lead from a wholesaler that doesn't know what he's doing. Okay. We pay that wholesaler $2,500 as a, basically a referral fee. That property Required $15,000 to put the deal together, right? Cash to the seller, closing costs, $2,500 fee to the wholesaler, 15 grand. We borrow that 15 grand, not from ourselves, but from a seller on a wholesale transaction who picks up their phone call from us at eight o'clock on a Sunday night after not talking to her for six months. Her 15 grand being in that deal made us $205,000 over 24 months. We're now going to go build an additional building on that building with somebody else's money at $165,000. And then once we're all done with that building, we're going to go use a company that doesn't use our credit, doesn't use our credentials, doesn't care if you have a job. They're going to give us 80% of the value. So they'll give us a loan at $400,000. So I mean, we could get more than 400. Okay. Well, let's just say it's 400. So let's say... We didn't, we didn't even have to find the lead. We didn't have to use any of our own money. Then we didn't have to use any of our own credit on any of this at all. And we will end up owning a property 500,000. We will pull out a hundred thousand dollars in cash Tax and free. own a, how much? Tax free. Dude, stop asking, adding cherries to the Sunday. It's already tasty. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to pull out $100,000 that we won't have to pay taxes on on this stupid piece of shit deal in Chandler that has drug deals going on in front of it. <laughs> we'll pull $100,000 out of this using all other people's resources, and then Cody and I will own a property that has two buildings on it that will both simultaneously rent for how much money? I was talking with Noah and Zach conservatively the back unit should probably do about two grand a month. Okay. The front the front, unit significantly more. How much? Three, four grand a month. Okay. Let's say so, 3000. So $5,000 yeah. a month income. What would our yep. loan be with my Depending on how much we pull out, let's call it 2,500 bucks a month. Okay. So we're going to make, uh, we'll probably net 1200, $1,300 a month on a property. We didn't have, we bought with no, this is a game. I, I almost feel like somebody's going to press the reset button and it's just going to like, is this real? Pinch me, bro. And homeboy's drinking a Mexican Coke while he's making all this money. Could your life get any better?
<laughs> it's a good life. Holy shit. Welcome to the good life. All right. So that's, by the way, guys, that's one deal. <laughs> that's one deal. One that's deal. That's a crazy thing. Because people think they're like, I need to own a hundred houses to change my life. Like if people, if like the average person bought one house a year for five years, your life would be forever changed. Agreed. Say that one more time for the people in the back, bro. If just an, if you're an average person and you bought one house a year for five years, your life can change forever. Especially if you're Airbnb them. Why, why do I feel like I got to buy five properties a week? <laughs> never satisfied. <laughs> never satisfied. Temporarily amused, never satisfied. That's it. We're temporarily amused. Okay, that was cool. What else can we do? Right? Okay, so then what do we do on that property? Because now, now here's the thing is like the Martin, the seller, who we actually mm -hmm. have a five-year agreement with, we've only paid him for two months. Or I'm sorry, two, two years. years. Mm -hmm. So people get worried. This is where I wanted to head this conversation. I wanted to give people full context. The the seller who's our lender on the deal, because he gave us a sub two loan and he's seller financing his equity to us. He wanted a five-year payout. Here we are on year two and he's going to get basically paid out on year three. So he's going to be paid out two years early. Mm -hmm. Okay. The seller de or the investor, Desiree, who you guys just heard Desiree, we're going to be making a TikTok, so watch out for that. Um, Desiree will get her 15 grand back, and then Yatung will get her money back, right? So what do we then do with Desiree's $15,000? Do we just give it back to her, or what do we do? Get it into another deal. I know another rental that we're buying that we could put it into, probably. Where are we getting that deal from? Well, this is one that the current lender wants to refi like the current lender that we have in it. She wants to get her money back and buy. Is some, this like, the mobile home stuff. in Mesa? Yes. Yep. I know that deal. Yep. 83rd. 83rd. No offense to her. Get her out of it. Yeah. But I'm She's like, that's a perfect place for Desiree. Perfect place for Desiree. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Here's a, here's a comment. Juan, 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 Juan says, from my own experience, I know perfectly well that when you do not have the first deal, it is almost impossible to find someone to help you. And regardless of the value you can provide. Wrong. I just I mean, want to, I, I want to go at that real quick. Because, yeah, go hard, bro. You had a little bit of that Mexican coke. Go hard, dog. So here's the thing is like, if you reach out to enough people, there's going to be somebody that's going to want to help you. So one of my first real estate mentors, his name is Frank Kelly. He's a great buyer of ours. And how I reached out to him was I had reached out to a dozen other investors that wouldn't give me the time of day. I, I got introduced to Frank. He was super nice, super cool guy. And I'm like, Frank, whatever I can do to bring you value, what can I do to bring deals to you? He's like, well, here's here. Go on this website, get the free foreclosures and go knock on their doors. I said, okay. Got it. I went and knocked on doors. I eventually got a seller. This lady's name was Don. And I didn't know what to do because I was so fresh and green in the business. 
I called Frank. I said, Ain't hey, I got this crazy lady Dawn. There's me. Ah, so fresh and so green. So so I, I go to this lady Dawn. And I'm like, uh, you got to meet Frank. You know, I think he'd be a good fit to help buy this house. I brought Frank over there. He bought the house. He cut me in on the profit on the flip. I got to watch the whole fix and flip be done. I got to see the whole process has happened in front of me and learn the whole way. And then I got 40% of the profit on this deal. But hold on. But you didn't have anything to give offer him other than questions in the very beginning? My question was, how can I bring you value? And I had to talk to 12 other people that wouldn't even give me the time of day. Before you, know, he bro, did. You, you know what's funny about this is Aaron Leitz is standing in front of me right now. Aaron actually came into our world because of Frank. Frank. Yeah, Aaron's good friends with Frank. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. Frank, oh my good gosh, guy. man. That's a limited that's mindset. The thing. People just have, like, if you believe that nobody wants to help you, that's a bad attitude to have. I knew there's people that wanted to help me. I just needed to talk to enough people until I found somebody that I could go and actually bring value to. Just because the first three people you talk to are buttholes and don't want to don't want to don't want to help you, right? Doesn't mean that there's plenty of people out there that will. Guys, let me tell you something. Ninety nine percent of people in the world are pieces of shit. Sorry, anybody. Nice. You're going to talk to loan officers, title companies, real estate agents, wholesalers, lenders, every bank, 99% of them are going to say no to you. So you're going to hear 99 no's before you hear a yes. Just get used to it. That's the name of the game. Now you can complain yep. to me after you've had the hundred conversations, then yep. you can say there it's impossible. Cody talked to how many people did you talk to before you spoke to Frank? I talked to so many. I say like maybe a dozen, but there is more. There's people. I was messaging people on Facebook. I was calling realtors that were successful at my brokerage that were doing fix and flips and rentals. They wouldn't meet with me. They wouldn't give me advice. They would hoard their information. And I'm like, okay, well, that's just not the person that's going to help me. So I'm going to keep calling. I'm going to keep networking. I'm going to find people. And then I would meet people that were doing a couple deals. And I'm like, well, I learned some stuff. And then... I finally met Frank. He owned almost 30 properties free and clear and fix and flipped a hundreds of houses. So 30 I'm like, properties free and clear. That's like baller status, dude. That's why he's like retired. He's been retired for like 10 years, eight years, something like that. <laughs> so amazing. Paula Finlayson, we love you. Paula and Malcolm Finlayson. Cody, can you see her on the screen? Paula, what up? I don't, I don't see your, I don't see your setup. I don't know if you can see what's on the screen and whatnot. Um, Paul and Mal Malcolm are amazing. They are absolutely amazing. They're in multiple deals. They're in um, a mobile home park of ours and the Atlanta deal on Maddox. Atlanta deal on Maddox. That property makes ten thousand seven hundred dollars a month in pocket per month. Thank you, Paula and Malcolm. What do I do with that $10,700? I, I don't know. Buy, buy Cody jackets. Buy, buy Cody a jacket. That's what we town Supreme says, how many people try to hit you up now? I mean, way more people hit up Pace because he's way more out there. But I would say 99% of people that reach out to us, like reach out saying, hey, do this for me. Give me information. <laughs> Yeah. It's never um, like, hey, I have a deal. Can I bring value to you? It's like, give me this information. Your YouTube video wasn't clear enough. You're a oh freaking my asshole. 
Like, I that's do get the messages those. I get. <laughs> I do get those. Those are really good. My wife, my wife reads all the negative comments. It's she. It bothers her. For me, it's like just fuel. I love it. You should um, do a YouTube video like commenting about the negative comments on YouTube videos. We should. We should just spend an hour just going through the comments and making comments. And the, and the messages people send us on Instagram. Um, Justin says, I don't get how you can remember all these properties. I, I can tell you why I, we remember all these properties, Justin. is because we... Do you ever forget the name of your favorite video game? I don't. This is just a fun video game for us. It's like I remember... Every character I remember, if you, if you made me play Zelda Ocarina of Time right now, I could tell you exactly where to get the shield, the sword, where to get the potions, where to see the hot fairies. By the way, I don't know why, but the fairies are, the fairies are always super hot in Zelda. Okay. We remember them because we have fun and we build relationships and long lasting, um, you know, memories with the people that we buy houses from lenders that we get the money from all of that kind of stuff. That's how we remember everything. It's not a clinical business for us. It is a person and a relationship business. Clive says, as my boss told me when I first came to this country, Clive, people are no damn good. There's a lot of great people. It just seems like a lot of the bad ones are crowding around. People are no damn good. He must have been, did he have a straw in his mouth and was he wearing, driving a uh, pickup truck? I love that. Um, by the way, I love this one, Cody. Why don't you read this one for us? The creative finance group is full of people willing to help. Yeah. And people ask all the time, why doesn't Sunday service have thousands and thousands of thousands of people watching? And the reason being is because it's a very select few um, percentage of people that are go-givers and we only attract go-givers. So I'm happy when we have 500. Last week, we had 900 people watching live because I think more people had the day off the next day, so we had a big turnout. Wow. But 500 people, man. Everybody in here is willing to help you. Everybody in here is willing to help you. Oh, here's a good question, Cody. What is the least amount of money we would take as a private lender? My answer a few years ago would be different than today, but probably 50,000 today. I'm a little different than Cody. Because I buy, I buy some deals and Cody buys some deals outside of each other. You know, just I have some different buy boxes and criteria. And if I needed $12,000 on a deal, I would take $12,000 on a deal. But primarily, the main reason I bring, we bring on lenders at this point, let's show, let's show them the Slack channel. Do you care if I show people the Slack channel? I mean, sure. You're like, what's so special about the Slack channel? I'll show you guys what's so cool about the Slack channel. If you are a lender of ours, you get added to this special little Slack channel. See all these properties that are actively being worked on right now? These are our active projects, okay? You get added. Cody, what's a street, what's a, what's a one that um, we have a lender involved in? Anybody that's posting or asking questions on any of them? Um, usually not asking questions, but uh, like 310 Hobson, 316 Hobson. We have the same lender in on that one. Who's the lender on that? Uh, Deb Stephenson. There's Deb right there. So you guys see this. Deb is actually in our Slack channel with us. And so a lot of times people will lend money to us just because they want to learn the process. Like, think about this. Look inside of the Slack channel. 
I just scroll up. You can see every word, every conversation, every video, every way. Anna's doing video and audio messages. Here's what happened. Here's what we need to do. Here's an update. Here's a bill we got to pay. This is the front. This is not a front row seat. This is you on the stage. You are in the deal. You get to see all the issues too. You get to see all the bull crap that we deal with. It's funny. People are like, Man, that's got to be like so cool. Like with all the projects you have going on, it is cool, but it's a lot of, lot of problems, a lot of things that you have to work through on these deals. And so like lenders get to actually see firsthand, oh, I didn't even think of that type of issue happening or what the heck someone oh, yeah. stole the AC or, oh, there is a, there is a, you know, stop, stop notice from the city. Like, how do you resolve that? And actively seeing how those challenges are worked through. How, what, what you called me or you were texting me the other day and I was like, why are you so salty, bro? Oh, freaking plumbing it, issues. Tell me, what was the issue? We had plumbing backup and the pipe collapsed, I guess, under the lemon street, which was a $6,000 plumbing repair. And then yeah, literally you were, you were the out. Molly calls me. She goes, Hey, Cody is not available. So I'm sorry to bother you with this. And I was like, whatever it is, spend the money. She's like, you don't even know what the problem is. I was like, spend the money. Just, I, I'm just kidding. I, she told me the problem was. And I was like, yep, that needs to be fixed. That sucks, but spend the money. It was $6,000 in one minute. Yep. And um, it needed to be done. And it was yep. one of those things where you're like, I wish we knew about this earlier, but even if we knew about it earlier, it would have still cost 6,000 bucks. But the worst part about it is that the plumbing backed up while what was happening, Cody? It's an Airbnb property and residents were in the property. So it had to be fixed immediately. Right. So welcome to our world. And you then we had another one at another one of our Airbnbs on 17th. Then literally it was either that night or the next night. <laughs> what was the problem there? Similar issue. couple thousand bucks to fix. I'm involved in my properties. Cody's so, guys, Cody is so freaking important. Oh my gosh. Thank you, dude. That's why... I'm stressed out sometimes and get, <laughs> and, and... <laughs> oh, bro. like, are... yo, why do we have seven issues in the same week? <laughs> we also had the property in Sterling, um, debit card gets hit for like $5,500 of charges. And I was like, I told Tony, I was like, what are these charges for? And she goes, your pool went out on Sterling. I was like, the same day Lemon Street hit for $6,000. So guys, you have to understand, you have to understand this stuff happens, right? And it's part of the game. But I'd much rather have these problems than have different problems, right? Yeah. The problem could be like, I can't pay my grocery bill. Right. So, great yeah, different problems. We still have problems. Oh, here we go. Here's here's one right here. Russian Eskimo. Great name. I don't know why how your mom came up with that name, but <laughs> damn. Is that your mom or your dad? That was a good one. Russian Eskimo. How do you handle all of these properties? You definitely need a private lender, but do they do they handle it all? Cody, private do our lender. private lenders freak out when these deals go bad? No. That's our problem. <laughs> right. Their money they, gets paid every paid month regardless. regardless.
Have we ever made, have we ever lost money on a property? I don't know that I know the answer to that. I know, I know the one in Whitman or we lost yeah. that money because the cesspool and all that kind of stuff. But outside of that weird outlier, have we ever lost money on a deal? Yeah. Uh, we had that condo attorney, a deal that we thought we were going to make 40,000 on. We end up losing 13,000. That was just last week. Welcome to real estate. I think I have the paperwork on that one. I still have to make a YouTube video on it. <laughs> um, we made, we lost $13,000 on that deal. What was the problem? How did we lose money on that deal? Oh gosh. Well, when we bought it, the guy didn't vacate for a couple months. So we had an extra couple months of holding costs. Then we had some plumbing issues. And then for some reason, the gas line busted when we were holding the property. And so the fire department goes to this condo complex kicks down our front door to get to the gas line, <laughs> destroys our front door, destroys our screen door, destroys the trim around the door, puts holes on the walls, looking for the gas line. Basically just caused multiple thousands of dollars of damage and then leaves our house just with like a door just open and then we had to go in and start fixing stuff. So they literally broke like everything in the house. <laughs> and then they, the as fleet. they left, they were like, you're welcome. Yeah. And then I got a call at like 10 o'clock from the HOA like, hey, uh, the fire department broke down your door and da, 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 da. So that added, you know, an extra almost $10,000 in cost to that deal. And we were already listed on the market. So just like anything that could have went wrong on that condo went wrong. Love it. Um. Ooh, this one's this is a good question. Uh, Pace, what's the difference between novations you teach versus what Corey Geary teaches? There is no difference other than we teach you how to do all different ways of a novation agreement. So novation agreements are, can be done three different ways. And Corey Geary teaches one way of novation agreements. I like Corey Geary. He's a nice guy. We've, he's in our local market. Um, but he teaches one specific way to do, how to do novation agreements. And if you guys want, I'll break down the three ways to do novation agreements in the next couple of months. Um, they, uh, I like Corey's model, but, uh, it's only one of three and, um, we'll, we'll break it down for you guys at some point in the future. We're still working on sub two stuff. We're trying to be succinct. So if you guys are brand new to this podcast, let me tell you that, um, on January, I'm sorry, December 15th, we started this podcast kind of brand new from a standpoint of like, if I'm new to creative finance, if I'm new to this world, where should I start? And so we started with like, what is creative finance? Then the next episode was, what is subject to? The next episode is, where do I find sub two deals? The next episode um, was meant to be, how do I talk to pre-foreclosures? But Dan Quijano, the guest for tonight, his grandmother ended up passing away last night. And so we pushed it to a couple of weeks out so he could take care of some family stuff. Hence, why Cody's in my house. We're having a big party and we uh, actually planned on Dan Quijano as being a, a, a uh, guest on this tonight. So we're going to continue with that cadence. We're going to continue with that progression of what is sub two, where do sub two deals come from? Okay. Now I know they, a lot of them come from pre foreclosures. Let's call pre foreclosures and let's give the script to you guys and some role playing. And then next week, we're going to break down a couple of sub two deals, like addresses, where the lead came from, what we're doing with them, kind of similar to what we did on Colorado but we're going to give you guys a little bit more of a, um, a drawing 
of it. We're going to actually have a real whiteboard and go through the whole deal step by step by step by step. Um, and then when Dan Quijano's back, we're going to give you guys a script and the role playing so you guys can start working with each other. By the way, if you're a knucklehead and you have missed other episodes of Sunday Service, you guys know that three freaking weeks ago, we gave away $5,000 of like real Paces money, $5,000. And we gave it away to all the sub two students so that all of the non-sub two students could get those lists from the sub two students and work with them. That is what's so interesting to me is that when that gentleman, um, Juan was like, nobody wants to help me. And I'm like, yo, how is that even possible that you said that? I gave away $5,000 two weeks ago. And all I asked you to do was work with the existing sub two students to bring them value to get access to 5,000. Cody, when Frank Kelly gave you that advice a couple of years ago, did he give you $5,000 of lists or did he tell you, go get your ass to work? You literally sat down with me, printed out a couple sheets, printed out the addresses of the foreclosures. And he's like, here's the foreclosures. And I'm like, all right. And then I put them into MapQuest and went and just started knocking. <laughs> didn't you were you skateboarding for dollars at that time no i don't know how to skateboard what it, was it rollerblades what was it i feel like you were biking for dollars at some point no <laughs> i was driving i swear i've seen a photo of you with rollerblades and knee pads on and with like really short shorts i don't know how to roller gate i don't know how to skateboard i don't know how to do any of that okay um, so, guys, next week we're going to um, give you guys – oh, look at this. Oh, my God. I always love these ones. Loveface.xyz. Here girls want everyone, even you. That's when you know your podcast is popular. They took the time to spam us, bro. We've made it. We've absolutely <laughs> made it. Okay. Um, so here's a good one. JJ's. Jays, Jays. I'm not sure. Cody, Pace and Cody, here's one's fella. Here's one, fellas. Explain counseling agent for releasing their interest. What would you put in your agreement with them? Would you break down that whole process, basically? Jays, Jays, I feel like we're not speaking the exact same language as each other right now. Either A, you're incredibly way more smarter than me, or B, your uh, keyboard is not working. Can you please fix your keyboard? Uh, Juaniro says, I said in my experience, so Juaniro, my brother, a couple of weeks ago, we gave away $5,000 to you. Has anybody in your life, Juaniro, anybody in your life given you $5,000? Your mom, your dad, your best friend. Anybody? We have. And all we asked you for it was to work with other people that are willing to help you. Cody, do you have that link, that Google link? Oh, I'm not on my computer. Shoot. I was expecting to do this at my house, but got into the vortex at your house Where do we put here. that? We put that on a Google Drive. Should I give yeah, it away? That's on a Google Drive. I don't want to give it away. I'll, they got to work with the sub two students. I'll email it to the sub two students again. Juanero, I'm going to email it to all the sub two students again tomorrow morning and have Melissa send it out to everybody. If you don't know a sub two student, then shame on you. Bobby, I like that camera angle. Put it back on that. That's, That's a dope. good one, dude. <laughs> 
How Bobby's on here? Hey, what's up? Bro, Monster. turn the camera on you real quick. To okay. Put that camera angle on you. Let's do a tonight <laughs> show type of thing. This is dope. I have to pee very soon. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so sick, Bobby. Why were we not doing this the whole freaking time? Because we don't want to interrupt. But how's everybody doing out there on the internet, you know? Guys, this is Bobby Canode. Canode knows one of the greatest podcasts ever created. We call him Bobby Two Hands, Bobster the Lobster, sometimes just Bob. What does your girlfriend call you? Uh, handsome, Harry Buns. Handsome Harry stud, Buns. honey. Honey muffin. Honey muffin. What does your wife call you? Harry Buns. Harry Buns. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. So what we're going to do, um, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Stephen Horton says, Pace, any of your students got hedge funds in Georgia? Let me tell you exactly who my students in Georgia are that have hedge funds. He's in here tonight. He should still be in here. Let's double check. His name is Medium Wave Dave. He's a mastermind student. Him and his partner are crushing it with just helping people um, find, uh, dispo their deals to hedge funds. Where are you? He's probably in bed because he's in the East Coast. Look him up. Oh, there he is. There he is. Boom. Medium Wave Dave says, LOL, funny you should ask. Medium Wave Dave, I'm telling you, when somebody asks that question to you in Sunday service, that means you're not working hard enough posting in the comments of the value that you bring. Brother, please hire a VA to post that every four seconds. Everybody needs to know that. Um, John Lindstrom says, Pace, when you would you do a wrap mortgage? Honestly, I will never do another wrap mortgage. I'm past that phase of my business. I We used to do wrap mortgages. We don't do it anymore. We hold properties. People that do wraps do not... Um, own the property. And Cody and I are in the business of becoming owners of properties. Wraps are an amazing strategy, but at the end of the day, a wrap is not you owning the property. So that's not a big um, motivation of Cody and I. Do I teach them? Yes. Do we own multiple seller finance notes that we have wrapped? Yes. One of the greatest deals we ever did was Adobe. Was it Adobe or Pueblo? Pueblo. Pueblo. We on, you know, what's so funny when we sold that freaking deal, we thought we were making so much effing money. Yep. We undersold that by a hundred thousand dollars because of this market. Yep. We got that front. We is a sub two deal from a dead person paid a wholesaler 2,500 bucks for the lead. Cody and I probably made a hundred thousand dollars on it. No money out of our pocket at eight. What's our interest rate with that, that, with that buyer? 8%. Yeah. 8%. We made a hundred grand at 8% and I am pissed off that we did that. That's why I don't like raps. I am pissed off every time I look at that. What's the address on that shit? Let's pull that up just real quick. Last thing we're doing. Cody's got a piece. So I'm going to extend this two more minutes. Ugh. What's the address? Remember uh, uh, 9321 East Pueblo, maybe. I don't okay, know. Let's find it. 9321. It's been a couple years. Maybe we that's own it, it bro. Or I know we, it's we're, actually, no, we don't own it. That's the problem. We don't own it. That's why Cody doesn't remember the address. We get a check every month. It's the it's we made a hundred grand at eight percent. It's the worst deal we've done. That's why I don't like raps. Nine three two one uh Pueblo. That might be it. It's been literally a couple of years since I've really thought about that. Oh, house. there it is. Oh, yes. was that it? Yes, this dirty, rotten scoundrel right here. Man, 
my memory of remembering addresses is top notch. I, I legit, dude, that's insane. By the way, I signed the contract right here on the back of my Prius, right here in the park in the driveway. We got that deal for no money. I felt so bad. Oh, am I selling? Am I sharing this? No, I'm not. No. Let me share it with you guys. Why you share that? I'm gonna here. go pee. Okay, Cody's going to share this one. He's going to go pee. We're going to go another 10 more minutes, guys. Cody might need to take two more bathroom breaks during that 10 minutes. So this property, we took over subject to a wholesaler gave me this lead. Here's what's great about this deal. Nothing. Why? Bo Bobby, good to see you. Hey, okay, I, I should be happy about the deal. We made 100 grand at 8% interest with no money, no credit, no credentials. I'm happy about it. But that property, if you look it up on Zillow, you will see that we sold it for like 169. I bought it for one third. I bought it for 30 grand, subject to no money out of our pocket. But now the property is worth a hundred grand more than that in 12 months. We left 12, we left a hundred grand on the on the table. Let's see, Pueblo. That's a lot of money to leave on the table, man. What would you do with a hundred grand right now, Bobster? I would give it to you. I'd say, would Hey, you? can you turn this into a little bit more than a hundred grand? And then you could, and then you would, uh, you know what I would do for you. I actually was just telling somebody outside. I was like, you know, this is the year we get Bobby a house. I was just telling that to John Cardis. Like you need your own sub two to make love in. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Did you, that's the, that's the question of the night. Did you know that you can buy a sub two deal and make love in it and love it? And make love in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I didn't know that. Thanks for enlightening me. You are enlightened now. Okay, so we sold it for one thirty nine, um, a year and a couple months ago, and it went up sixty thousand dollars since the day I bought it and sold it to him on seller finance. When we sold, we bought this. Do you know who I got this from? Um, Bobster. I got this from Brent Daniels himself. I gave him twenty five hundred dollars on it. I made a hundred grand. He's like, I don't want no sub two deals. Like, what am I going to do with that deal? It's, it's not worth anything. The lady wants too much money. I bought it for 35 grand. I gave Brent 2,500 bucks. I sold it two months later for $100,000 more than what I bought it for. And I charged the person 8% interest on that $100,000. So we get a check every single month at 8% interest, which is, gr which is great. The problem is... A year later, it's worth $65,000 more than what I sold it to him for. And when I sold it to this guy on seller finance, I thought I was taking advantage of him. Hmm. And I was like, we, I, I'm blown away that somebody bought this at 139. Now Zestimate Crazy. is telling me it's worth $65,000 more than what I paid or what I sold it for. But wouldn't that happen on a bunch of other deals too? That sounds like it's something that would happen commonly. Well, the difference here, Bobby, is I owned it with no money out of my pocket. There's a lot of deals we buy for fix and flip that I want to fix and flip and I get a chunk of money. They're not good candidates for creative finance. There's cash deals, right? And those put cash in our pocket. But that property we bought with no money out of our pocket, didn't have to qualify for a loan. That property would cash flow for the rest of our lives, but we sold it on a wrap. Oops. That's exactly it. That's an Oopsies. oops deal. Cody, do you regret selling that deal? Yes. I regret selling every house that we sold that could have been a rental. Yes, me too. And it's not just because of COVID. It's because 
owning property is really the only way to gain wealth in real estate. You have to own the property. Cash flow is cool, right? Selling on a wrap is cool, but really owning that property and keeping the appreciation, depreciation, mortgage pay down, leverage, and the, the cash flow is really what you've got to be doing. So Jason, that's a good question. That's a great question. We've done so many wraps. I'm, it makes me sick. I own a property on 91st. It was probably the most amazing deal I've ever done. It was a deal that came from a probate attorney referral, gave us the deal. I've, you've heard this story, Aaron. I wrote it, broke it down for you on a whiteboard at the Lemon Street property and you were like blown away by it. And I hate the deal. Because I, I, we sold it for 80 grand more than it was worth at the time because we sold it on seller finance and we still undersold it for $100,000. Because when that happened, what was that, a year and a half ago or whatever it was that we did that, that property went up $125,000. Should have kept the property. Should have just kept the freaking property. Like it, The thing is I sold it on seller finance. So have I actually received that money? No, I sold it in seller finance, so I'm getting a monthly payment every month. I should have, Cody, we should have kept every damn property we ever bought. Michael Zuber. Michael Zuber. Cody loves Michael Zuber a lot. All right, guys, um, Sunday service. This is the best Cody has ever looked and sounded in his life on a podcast. <laughs> Thank Bobby Canode. Thank you, Bobby. This looks so sharp. You're welcome. Um, we 100% love 100% Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, 100% Bobby. Um, guys, we will see you next week on Sunday service. I feel like giving some money away to Juanero. Juanero, come back to Sunday service next week. We're going to buy something for the sub two students. We're going to give it to the sub two students, and then you're going to be forced to ask. Uh, oh, you know what I'm going to do next week? Here's what I'm doing next week, Cody. I'm pulling $3,000 of data in Memphis, Tennessee for Brad Lee. Because Bradley keeps texting me saying, I want a seller finance deal in Memphis. And I'm like, I'll put my students on it. So we're going to pull $3,000 of data next week. The nightly dial and the sub two students are going to crank away on that data. And one of our students is going to be able to do a deal with Bradley direct. So Juanero, we're going to be paying $3,000 next week on finding seller finance and sub two opportunities in Memphis, Ten Tennessee on mansions. This will be an interesting case study because you think Brad Lee wants to live in a mobile home on Pueblo, 9321 East Pueblo in Mesa, Arizona. No, he wants to live in a three or $4 million house. So we're going to go after creative finance opportunities in Memphis, Tennessee, a super ultra, 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 ultra competitive market. We are going to do a deal with Brad Lee. So next week on Sunday service, Cody and I will be pulling that list giving that list away to sub two students. And then all you knuckleheads that are not students, you need to go and work with our, our students in the free creative finance with Pace Morby Facebook group. Cody, you got anything to say while you look so damn good? Uh, no, I mean, for those of you that are on Sunday service for the first time, you can catch us on Spotify, iTunes. I think that's it. Sunday awesome service week. We out.